This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Scoops. It's a Scoop Tuesday here on Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd. Our guy Darren Doogie Wolfson from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department. He is the Scoop Monster here. Inside information and fun speculation, sometimes reckless, about your Minnesota sports teams, Doogie. And I think I think we can kind of just devote a chunk of this episode to uh, a Minnesota Vikings vibes check. You know, they got their second win of the season. It was also announced that Marcus Davenport has a high ankle sprain, so he's going to be out for at least four to six weeks. Um, they're just trying to trying to keep their head above water here going into the San Francisco game. So let's let's start sort of state of the Vikings. You've got about half the franchise that's like, go beat San Francisco. You can do this. Keep going forward. Go get nine wins. And then the other half of the franchise uh, fan base is like, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. If use the word tank, use the word opportunity for future roster building, whatever. Like, so um, what's your read on the whole situation right now? Well, my read is based on a text message. I literally just got, how about this for timing as we sit here on, Tuesday late morning, going back and forth on our normal Tuesday scoop session from an AFC front office executive, getting the sense that the Vikings are very much, even after Sunday's win, open for business heading into the trade deadline on October 31st. But I will also say in the same breath, I was in the locker room on Friday. So Friday is a loosey-goosey feel. They cater some outside lunch And so it was a really good Mexican eatery, some really good tacos, Mm. although I didn't get to partake. But I was told, really good tacos. So the head coach holds court with some of the beat reporters, writers. And so I pretty much had freedom in the locker room. I think there might have been one other reporter, but it was just about me, Chris Long from Channel 5, and maybe somebody else. But I can tell you, and we touched on this on Thursday, Like, this is not a divided locker room in any sort of way. Like, these guys genuinely like each other. There was a lot of camaraderie, a lot of talking about, hey, what are we going to go do this afternoon together? The cornerbacks were going out somewhere. It just, it seems like there's no divide. Even at one and four pre the win on Sunday, just didn't seem like these guys, like, are pissed off. Yeah, I mean, there's frustration, don't get me wrong, but, like, pissed off with each other. Yeah. Like these guys really like each other, you know, and heck there is luck involved, right? I mean, if you point to last year compared to this year, there's not a whole lot of difference, Phil. I'm sure you have the numbers to back that up, 
But bottom line, you think about like in the Kansas City game, dropping two interceptions, right? They made some of those plays last year. You know, fumbles. When the ball hits the ground, there is some randomness. Who recovers that fumble? I'm just saying there's been a good amount of bad luck so far this year when they had all sorts of good luck last year. And what that means, Dukes, as you know well, is this. The football gods are telling you, sell, sell, <laughs> sell. And I'm hearing the same thing, though. I am hearing that the phone calls, and I, and it, it's not just us. It, it's been uh, re- reported nationally as well. The phone calls are coming in fast and furious for teams that are curious if the Vikings are going to be a seller because the nice thing about this is, and, and this is something I'll give the league credit for, they be, by moving the, the, the trade deadline back like they have, they have created much more of a baseball potential here. Like it used to be the deadline was too early. You didn't know. Like you just didn't know. And so we would see very, very few trades. Well, that's changed. Um, but, yeah, so what's interesting is I, I think you're right. I don't think that there is a problem with this team per se. Like, I don't think the players are tuning out O'Connell. I don't think that the players are turning on each other. Incredibly important things. But, but this is Quasi's blank canvas. This is his opportunity to take advantage of these calls. And can you imagine the potential here to basically take a team that it might be luck, it might be they're just not as good, whatever it is, the opportunity that exists here to make some trades to get a ton of draft picks and for Quasi to really hit a reset it's not a rebuild so much it's a reset button and that's why i think he has to remove himself much like a guy on on wall street would he's got to remove himself from what's going on downstairs at tco and be solely focused on the long-term future and health of the franchise. So I think that's where we run into a really interesting discussion here, Dukes, because I don't think it's about this team deserves to be torn apart. These guys have turned into real, you know, problems. No, but like, this is the time, like this could be an opportunity that will not exist again. And if you pass it up, you might be passing up a golden opportunity to fill a lot of needs quickly, as opposed to trying to slow play this thing. So I think this is, I actually think this remains one of the most interesting Viking seasons because of what because of the potential pivot that they could make to ensure the long-term health of the franchise to me it's the most interesting talking point right now and it will be even with Monday night football forthcoming it will be until we get past October 31st it -hmm. is that balancing act because Phil I saw your tweet your ex this morning like there is a logical you saw path. My, you saw my ex this morning. Where is she? Where are they? How's she doing? Yeah, you're doing very well. So that's the thing. Anyway. It's like <laughs> nine wins, right? Like there is a logical pathway to nine wins. Nine wins in the weaker of the two conferences. You look at Sunday, even right with the upset of the Eagles and the Niners, and I get it. You know, there's hiccups. You know, just about on a yearly basis. You know, I still think those teams are really, really good in a class by themselves with Detroit maybe a tier, a tick below. But, like, you look at New Orleans, Atlanta, teams on the schedule, these NFC opponents, Green Bay, right? There is a logical pathway to the Vikings finding a way to win nine games. If you get to nine and eight, the right nine wins, you can be a wild card team, right? Seven playoff teams now. It's just it's such a weak conference that you can get to nine. But you need to listen. But That's what I'm hearing more than the Vikings being proactive, making phone calls. 
It's more them receiving phone calls. So at some point, now maybe it shifts if the Niners win by double digits on Monday night. You know, then you're at two and five. Does that change things before the Green Bay game, two days before the trade deadline? But my understanding is it's more the Vikings way more receiving phone calls, certainly listening, but not being super proactive right now. To your point real quick here on the path to nine wins, it is still in play. And and I and I say that because everything you just said about like the bad luck and the analytics would show you. I just saw someone this morning, I think it was from the athletic, but someone put up like a football like luck win probability index showing the luckiest teams in the league all the way down to the unluckiest team. The unluckiest team in the NFL by analytical measurement. Some of the things you say, like lost fumble rate or um, where you are turning the ball over four times on the goal line, right? As opposed to like other places that the Vikings are by far the unluckiest team in the NFL. And they still have like the sixth best net yards per play in the NFL. They're not supposed to be a two and four team right now. They're supposed to be probably more like four and two. But last year, they weren't supposed to be a 13-win team. They were supposed to be a 9-win team. That's just the way things work in the NFL. So the reality is you, you, you don't get to go back and replay the first six games. You have to start with your seventh game, and you need a win. And unfortunately, it's against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, they might be without Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey in that game. So that's something to watch out for. But you're without Justin Jefferson. Now you're without Marcus Davenport. Judd and I were on Twitter last night because there's there's a bunch of fans like, Marcus Davenport, who cares? Like, he's worthless. Well, in the two games, he was fully healthy. He had seven pressures, two sacks, three stop tackles, a couple quarterback hits. He was all over the place. And you'll notice DJ Wanham has been sort of unlocked as the third guy in this equation. You'll see, you know, formations where it's like Daniil Hunter, Marcus Davenport lined up over the center. And then you got DJ Wanham, who's kind of working one-on-one matchups and twists and stuff. So losing Marcus Davenport is a big deal for this defense. So I guess my long rambling point is, if you lose the Niners, you probably have to rattle off like five or six straight wins immediately against like Packers, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, all possible given like those individual matchups. But do you think this team is capable of rattling off five or six straight wins, most of them being road games? Without Justin Jefferson, without Marcus Davenport, it's, it is a really tough hill to climb. Well, it is. But even if they do, ultimately, like, what are they accomplishing in January, right? So if you capture the seven seed or the six seed, yeah. so what? Like, what's the end game there? Okay, so you lose in the first round of the playoffs yet again. And you're right on the injuries. I mean, Justin Jefferson, I'll tell you, he was actually running through the locker room the other day. We saw him on the field pregame Sunday, you know, moving around. I mean, it is possible he's back for that New Orleans game in mid-November, but, like, he could miss that game as well. So it could be five games. I don't know if it's going to extend into December. Like, I think he's back at some point in November, but that could be the difference between winning and losing that New Orleans game, which could be a big deal when talking about your playoff probability. Marcus Davenport wants to be out there, but there's an injury history there. He's got millions of reasons. You look at his contract, there are incentives for games played, snaps played. It's not like he wants to be out, but high ankle sprain. So that is a multiple-week injury. DJ Wanham, you bring up Wanham's name, that's another guy pending free agent who the Vikings have not had any dialogue on in terms of an extension. 
So, like, if somebody wants to offer you something for DJ Wanham, even with the Davenport injury, that's where Quasey, I'm with you, Judd. That's where Quasey needs to say, okay, if I can recoup some of these draft picks, KJ Osborne, heck, I'm watching the Chargers last night. KJ Osborne could help the LA Chargers, who I think, you know, can be a playoff team in the AFC. Probably not a division winner, but they can make the playoffs. I think they could use another receiver down Mike Williams. I'm watching the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football. You mean to tell me Jordan Hicks would not help them? They have an obvious need at linebacker. The other injury we didn't bring up, Ezra Cleveland, the foot, there's still some, some testing going on there. Like, I don't know if they know right now the extent of that foot injury. So we'll get more clarity tomorrow on Ezra Cleveland. Now, there's a logical replacement in Dalton Reisner, but Ezra Cleveland has been good this year we think Dalton Reisner will be good but he may not be as good as Ezra Cleveland so that's another injury so imagine if they're down Ezra for example on Monday Night Football or he's not 100 percent. so I'm just saying do you you think Reisner heading into October 31st I think you need to be active that's my point do you think Reisner is better than Ezra well I mean, if somebody's willing to give you something on, for Ezra, on. make I can't that move. Yeah, I know. 90s, really? I know. 90s man. Really? You really did that? Oh, oh my God. I'm aware. Oh, my God. I knew where you were going with it. I tried to just <laughs> I, I have it fly right over my head. I know. <laughs> I'm not I quite know. sure You're you very did. predictable there, Phil. I knew exactly where you were going. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I am yeah, saying, though, on Ezra, like, if somebody wants to give you something for Ezra, another guy that they have not spoken with about an extension, you don't play. move him, too. Hopefully the foot's okay. Move him. Osborne. It's like you can go up and down the list of guys they absolutely should move. Then the big question is Daniil Hunter, right? Like now I'm open-minded to paying him, keeping him here for the next handful of years. But are they, and if they're not, because I don't sense there's any movement on that front. Right. You know, is there a Bradley Chubb-esque trade to be made with Daniil? Whether it's Jacksonville, you know, maybe Baltimore. You know, there's some other teams I can make a case. I could use a pass rusher, but. Certainly Jacksonville, going back to their interest in the summer, to me, makes some sense. And that, that's one. So, like, I, I am all on board with, like, the Jordan Hicks, Osborne. But Daniil is is the one that is, if you don't have Dukes, in my opinion, if you don't have an agreement on an extension in place by, by the 31st of this month, I'm trading him. Uh, because, like... like we're talking about well, can the Vikings put together nine wins now, right? Can they can they sneak in? Like, in best case, they're going to sneak into the playoffs, and and odds say that you're going to probably lose in the first round. So I'll again go back to this is why Quazy, I, I hope, why he was hired because the reason he was hired was not to sneak into the playoffs in a year in which your luck stinks, as opposed to a year ago. The reason he was hired, you guys is to make some big moves to reshape the roster to give you an opportunity, let's say in the next couple of years, to make a Super Bowl. So, like, I have no interest in, well, if they trade Daniil, then they really can't sneak into the play. I don't care about that. I care about can you maximize your biggest chip? And we could talk all we want about Kirk. One, Kirk is staying put. Second of all, he's not your biggest chip. Your biggest trade chip right now is, unless you do something off the charts, your biggest trade chip is Hunter. And so I think I think Quazy, if they hung on to Daniil, snuck into the playoffs, let's say they do it, and they lose in the first round. And then on March 15th, Daniil signs a massive contract with the Jaguars. 
I think that that would be a far worse job than if Quasi trades him yeah. on the 31st, gets pretty good compensation back, and guess what? The Vikings completely miss the playoffs. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm with you. Daniil absolutely is their biggest trade chip. There just hasn't been any Kirk steam. Well, he's like, not going to wait. He's not going to wait. I know we have enjoyed, you know, speculating about Atlanta, but from what I can tell, no, there hasn't been any legitimate interest from the Still Falcons. Fun. It's just, it's so rare for a starting quarterback to get moved, even if he would waive his no trade, which we can have a debate about. I still think if the right opportunity presented itself, you know, I don't think he's like completely anti, but we're not to that point. Like to me, some quarterback would have to suffer a catastrophic injury, you know, whether it's this week or next week, heading in October 31st for anything to maybe even like slightly ramp up. There just, yeah. there hasn't been any steam whatsoever on my end on any sort of Kirk Cousins legitimate trade. Daniil, that one's different. Like they can trade Daniil. The question is, what exactly are they looking for? Can you get a one? For Daniil Hunter, that is the question. But like 100%, there is all sorts of interest in Daniil Hunter. And he's having just a raging season right now. He's leading the NFL in sacks. I mean, this is his... You you guys laid it out perfectly. What's the value here? Zoom out for a second. I know that a lot of fans, you want to root for your team every single week. But here's where I'm at. I'm actually separating like the rooting for losses thing. I'm going to put that aside because I don't like personally, I don't need losses as much as I need draft capital. So if you want to trade Daniel Hunter for a first round pick and go win, go win some games just because you got a good defensive scheme and whatever, like you're less likely to win games without Daniel Hunter. But once I get that first round pick and now I have two first round picks and maybe I, maybe I can get another like third round or a fourth or something. If I start trading other guys, you know, you're pretty deep at safety. You got Metellus, you got Cam, like Harrison Smith. He's 34 years old, whatever he is. Could you get a first-round pick and then maybe three other picks for some of these players? At that point, I am much less desperate to lose all the games, right? Because at least now I've got chips to play with when the draft rolls around, and I could still find a quarterback by moving up with my draft capital, right? Well, yeah, I mean, heck, you call Carolina, right? I mean, Carolina's not drafting a quarterback in April. I mean, you think about even this past weekend, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, Vikings general manager at USC Notre Dame, watching Caleb Williams in person. The Vikings had their director of college scouting, Mike, right? I mean, he's got his fingerprints all over each and every draft class. He was in person at North Carolina, Miami, watching Drake May. Trust me, the Vikings are doing all sorts of homework, not just in-game, but also at practices. The Vikings are doing all sorts of in-scouting, you know, in-person scouting on these top quarterbacks. So trust me, they are going to be very, very ready to strike if the opportunity presents itself to draft one very high come April. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Let's talk some twins, Dukes. Um, I, I saw your tweet confirming the news. So if I have this straight, the Red Sox approached the twins or Derek Falvey and asked to speak to him about their uh, basically Pobo job. Derek Falvey said hard pass. 
thank you. But I don't know if he recommended or what. It sounds like uh, Thad Levine, who has had previous opportunities to leave or or at least uh, talk to teams, including the Mets a few years back, it sounds like he's going to talk to the Red Sox. Is that correct? That is correct. In fact, the word is he's in Boston right now. What's interesting is, so you go back to like 2018, the Mets had interest in Thad. He declined their overtures. The Phillies a couple of years later had interest in Thad. The Phillies sought out permission with the Twins to interview Thad. Ultimately, Thad did not interview with the Phillies, even though they were heavily interested. The word is last year, I don't know if this was ever out there, but that he had some sort of conversation with the Detroit Tigers. Mm. But it never got far down the road. So he has at least explored leaving, you know, multiple times, at least sort of, right? And we know that that he's highly thought of across the game. Like, if you're going to Boston, though, I mean, they're casting a wide net. But if you're going to Boston, to me, I'm not going there unless it's five years, $25 million. That's right? a hard With job. all that pressure. Now, the yeah. farm system is in really good shape. Like, you can go build a winner pretty quickly there. I mean, there's already a pretty good infrastructure in place. But you look at Kyan Bloom, who just got fired. I mean, I know the Mookie Betts trade didn't work out, but he did a lot of good. Now he's out of a job. That is the ultimate pressure cooker. Well, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, New York is. But you get what I'm saying. Like, so I'm not going there unless I'm getting $25 million guaranteed on a five-year deal. But he is going to listen to them. But they are interviewing multiple candidates. I wouldn't be shocked. It's something we brought up a few weeks ago that, well, Derek Falvey gets an extension, but that Thad ultimately gets an extension here. Now, who knows? Maybe the Red Sox money, they make an offer, it blows him away, he takes the job. But I'm just saying, I know Thad really likes it here. His family really likes it here. That the Twins take care of Thad on a long-term extension with a raise. So this is this is just a purely speculative question here for you. But, but let's say let's say Thad goes to the Red Sox. They poach Thad. Would the Twins keep that headcount? Would they would they then go and fill their general manager role underneath Derek Falvey with a Kime Bloom? Kim Ng just built the Marlins into a playoff contender. They were going to hire someone to sort of restructure the organization. I mean, there's there's some interesting executives that are available in the last couple of weeks here and again like one shoe has to fall before the next shoe here but do you think they would just keep pushing forward or do you you think because of losing the Bally's money that this could fall under the well you know maybe we don't need like Falveen anymore it could just be Falveen and we don't need somebody would he be the Pobo the chief baseball officer and general manager that question makes sense yeah I mean they like internal guys like Daniel Adler Jeremy Zoll yeah. Right. So they could promote, then fill an assistant GM role. Right. So still bring somebody in, but they promote from within, then bring somebody in below whoever they promote. It could be a chain of events like that on Falvey. So remember the Red Sox before they hired Bloom wanted to interview Falvey. He declined. And I spoke with Falvey on Friday, one on one, asked him if he felt comfortable here long term. The interview is on KSTP.com, the sports page. You can see the video of his answer. So you read between the lines of the way he answered the question when I presented it, you knew he wasn't leaving for Boston, but not a surprise when the Red Sox came calling a few years ago, right? They were going to come calling yet again, but enough people have declined opportunities, right? Sam Fold, Brandon Gomes, like there are some people the Red Sox have reached out to, Derek Falvey, who have said no 
right? So maybe Thad doing an in-person interview, right? Maybe he does have a legit chance. Maybe I'm talking my way out of, you know, what I think could happen with him staying here, ultimately getting an extension and a raise. Maybe the Red Sox, you know, they've swung and missed enough. Maybe they make him a sweet half offer that, that he just can't turn down. Yeah. Hey, Dukes, on your, your uh, um, uh, conversation that you had with Falvey on Friday, explain this to me. And and I was not there, so I'm more curious, not just what they said, I know that, but more so what you interpreted. This Byron Buxton procedure that, that is supposed to get him back in the outfield and that they're hopeful will now not take a long recovery. And I think it was arthroscopic procedure he had on Friday. Um, but it sounds like nothing I've heard of in my entire life before. So putting those things together, what was your takeaway? Like, is this, is this more of a desperation of it might fix it? Or is this a real confidence? Because until I see him on the field, it's going to be tough for me to believe that he is really going to, going to ever consistently be an outfielder again. Yeah. I mean, somewhere in the middle, I mean, how could you have all sorts of confidence, right? right. But like, they cited, hey, this year he didn't need to have his knee drained. That was something in the past, right? So they're finding little examples of, okay, there was some progress, right? The knee didn't, get, didn't need to be drained, so step forward. They have interest in re-signing Michael A. Taylor, right? So you're going to have okay. some sort of Good. alternative, and if not him, Austin Martin, they view as a center fielder. I don't think Royce is going back out there, but I guess you could be open-minded about that possibility as well. So they will be prepared as if Byron may not be able to get back out there, but yes, Byron wants to be back out there. They're not going to say no, right? I mean, they'll send their trainer down to Georgia to work with him, you know, a bunch this winter, they've mapped out what a workout plan looks like for the next handful of months. So in their minds, Hey, let's see where he's at come February 1st or February 15th. But sure, in the back of their minds, Judd, undoubtedly, they're thinking we better have some sort of viable alternative. We can't just pencil in Byron Buxton for opening day late March center field at Kansas City. There's no way that they're thinking along those lines. Hey, before we empty the scoop bag here with Dukes, Judd, let's tell the audience about our friends at Finch Home Solutions and our favorite van that roams around the Twin Cities, helping you with your electrical systems and other projects. Oh, yes, that van. That van right there, that purple van, it pulls up in front of your house, and it means only one thing. It means Cody and his team at Finch Home Solutions to the rescue, and it means that any electrical issues in your house are going to be solved. From big to small, as I keep saying, it might be an outlet. It, it might be something that small. It might be that your entire house needs to be rewired. They can do it all. Fast, efficient, courteous. They're going to get the job done. Uh, and right now, there's an offer on the table that's going to provide you, potentially, and your family some uh, security for your home. It's called the Finch Friends and Family Plan. One free electrical in inspection a year. No dispatching fee. Priority dispatching. So if something is needed you call them contact them you go to the top of their list just 9.95 a month um, and also 10 percent discount on all work performed finch home solutions you can call them 612-357-2604 or contact them online finchhomesolutions.com finchhomesolutions.com also a shout out to our friends at summit orthopedic so if you are a football player or a non-football player whoever you are dealing with pain in your ankles pain 
in your elbows, your spine, your knees, shoulders, whatever it may be, Summit Orthopedics can help you. No referrals are needed, and they offer same-day appointments. If you're really hurting, they also offer walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. 25 locations in the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota, specially trained experts in their fields. Learn more at summitortho.com. That is summitortho.com. All right, Dukes, what else is in your scoop bag on this Tuesday here? So the Gopher men's basketball program last year, well, going back many years, you have what's called a secret scrimmage, right? (laughs) No fans allowed, no media allowed. They usually put out a box score after the fact, but they like to keep it under wraps leading up to it. While the Gophers for a second consecutive year will have a secret scrimmage here fast approaching against Colorado State. So that is the secret scrimmage opponent for a second consecutive year. I mentioned this on Thursday. It continues to trend in the right direction for Darius Taylor and Cody Lindenberg to play at Iowa for the Gophers football team on Saturday. Did you see the over-under? What is it, like 32, 32. 33? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I still might take the under. Iowa too. I still it. might. 13 to or 10. maybe That's Iowa, good. maybe Iowa, you know, takes one to the house, right? Pick six on Kelly McManus. So maybe the total gets a little over 33 or 34 because of a defensive touchdown or a punt return touchdown. But hey, it would be nice if PJ Flex somewhere along the way could beat Iowa. He has yet to beat the Iowa Hawkeyes. We are six days away from the Jaden McDaniels deadline. My understanding is talks continue. You talk to both sides. Neither will tell you, no way, no how does a deal get done. So in this moment, nothing is on the cusp of happening, but those talks are ongoing. The Jaden McDaniels camp and the Wolves, the deadline Monday afternoon on a contract extension. A reminder, if he doesn't sign an extension by Monday, late afternoon, early evening, he becomes a restricted free agent next summer. The Wolves have an exhibition game tonight at Target Center against a team from Israel. They will not play. I was over at Wolves practice yesterday. They will not play like their seven to eight to nine top guys. So no Cat, no Edwards, no Conley go up and down the list, no Gobert. This will be an opportunity for Wendell Moore Jr., Josh Minot, Luca Garza, Matt Ryan. There's still a battle for that last two-way contract. Like there's language in the Matt Ryan contract that he's not assured of it being him. Now it could be him, but he's not guaranteed that last two-way contract. Right now it's Jalen Clark who's coming back from the Achilles injury, so he's not playing. He won't play until after the first of the year. Luca Garza's on a two-way, but then there's still a competition for that last two-way spot. So that will be what tonight is all about. Great stuff here today. Nice job, dude. Bringing the people what they need. Inside information, man. Yeah, good times. We'll see you on Thursday for a little more reckless speculation, all right? I'll be here. See you on Thursday. All Bye-bye. right. There he is. Darren Doogie Wolfson. We love our scoop sessions. It always churns just good fodder, you know, just food for thought for our Minnesota sports teams and different things. You know, the Absolutely. Thad Levine stuff. We'll definitely talk about that on the score our twin show here today. And then, um, you know, just like I know this is a preview for purple daily, but Judd has some trade speculation. That's purely his idea that's going to make your head potentially explode off of your body. Like something yeah. you've never thought about yes. before. Yes, exactly. So we'll Bear do that. With on... me. Bear with me. Be patient as I explain the reasoning for this potential 
blockbuster. I can't wait until it gets clipped for social media and you get clowned for a month with this. Oh, take, and, and the best part is join me. people I thought were my friends will turn on me oh, yeah. in a heartbeat. You're going to get canceled from Vikings Twitter for what you're going to I say. am going to be, yes, I'm going to be put on a long time out, if not permanently canceled. <laughs> I love it. So there's your scoop session here, Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd.